media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Well, there you are. Sunday morning is what it is, and we certainly talk media, marketing, branding, advertising, PR. So basically, your uh, your on-air consultation in media marketing for the next two hours. Glad that you're a part of it, and you can engage even more so by calling me on air if you have a strong view on on anything we'll talk about. Oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven. My name is Ashraf Garda, and you can tweet me at Ashraf Garda, also SFM Radio as well. Do use the hashtag media show, specifically media show as the hashtag. Would certainly appreciate it. Lots indeed to talk about, including that uh, Sunlam advert featuring, uh, well, the one and only, I suppose, Sipo Hot Sticks Mavuse that comes up later on. As also reflect on the Weber Wenzel um, Legal Journalism of the Year Awards too. But for now, picking up on what happened at Discop Africa, as you know, we chatted about it a few days ago as well, uh, that ended over the weekend, uh, which really is a coming together of people in essentially the Fulham and movie and production industry, uh, very much a network of all of that. What came out of it, one of the aspects is the issue of uh, of Africa and Africa becoming a, a news player. Now, now let, me, let me specify what I'm saying. When we talk CNN, we know it's it's U.S.-owned, where we talk Al Jazeera. It's, uh, it's actually owned in, in uh, well, resides in Qatar, uh, and so on and so on. Uh, and the BBC is very much from Britain, of course. But the question is, are we on track to develop a, a truly global African news broadcaster? Think about that one there. There's, there's many aspects around it. I'd uh, like to get your thoughts on it. Africa, is Africa on track to become a truly global news leader? Two guests I have. Lionel Skink is with me. From the, is now the South African Bureau Head at GoTel Communications. Lionel, goodness, you've been around all over the world, including, of course, producing me on Interface all those years ago. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. How are you doing? Um, uh, it's a pleasure, a pleasure to be with you this morning. Thank, thank you, of course. For the, for the opportunity. Thanks. And uh, good morning to your listeners as well. Thank you. We also have uh, Milton Corsi, who was the uh, BBC News World Service Senior Journalist and the Bureau Head uh, in South Africa. Milton, appreciate your time once again. Hi. Good morning, Ashraf. Great to be with you this Sunday morning. Thank you so much. Lionel, let, let me start with you. Now, so, so Discop... Uh, by the way, people don't even pick up what happened at Discop. You can even follow that hashtag, Discop Africa 2015. Lionel, let, let me start with you. So is, is Africa then on track to become a global news leader, which is a very different question to asking, you know, is Africa being reflected properly and accurately and we have the good stories and the negative stories. I'm talking about the mm. physical clout of becoming a global news leader. Well, if Africa is not ready to become a global news leader and telling their own story for themselves, uh, you know, services like the BBC Worldwide Service, uh, BBC um, Worldwide, are certainly taking uh, the initiative. I was chatting with Colin Lawrence, and he's the head of BBC Worldwide, and, uh, you know, he was very frank about, um, you know, uh, the ambitions that his company has to basically getting onto the continent and telling Africa's story, and in the way in which the BBC has, you know, is known to do that. So, uh, to answer your question, Ashraf, Africa, uh, they, they risk not telling their own stories. If they don't tell their own stories, somebody else will do it for them. And they have made that intention very clear. But uh, is Africa ready? I think Africa is ready, has been ready, has always been ready. And uh, Gotel, uh, from you know the, 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 mm. the broadcaster that I work for in Nigeria, Gotel, uh, as headed by uh, CEO uh, John Tehman, who was a keynote uh, addressee uh, at, at this, uh, Africa 2015, the vision for that is basically to bring the best journalists 
from the continent to work with Nigeria's journalists, young and up and coming, and some of their most experienced uh, experienced ones as well, and to and to and to basically uh, transfer the skills of having worked uh, for the BBCs, uh, for the Reuters, for the mm-hmm. CNBCs, and so on and so on and so forth, from different parts of the of, of the continent and the world, to actually uh, uh, metamorph this this regional station into a powerhouse of a news uh, news channel based in the northeast of Nigeria, and that's the vision. Okay. And uh, it, it's, taken, it's taken more than two years, but we're getting there. But uh, the vision is as clear as it was when it was first articulated right. by John Jehman well, and, 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 and his management team. Well, there. we can ask you how, how it is getting there. We'll get to that in a minute. You, as a listener, can certainly contribute. 891 Milton, in course, just, just your, your initial thoughts on that same question. Is Africa ready to, to become a global news leader? I think Africa has always been ready. Um, the only problem about this, Ashraf, is that as Africa gets its foot in the door of uh, 24-hour news channels, the landscape of uh, broadcast uh, platforms is also changing, not just in Africa, across the globe. We have a lot of eyeballs moving from the sofa, from watching the TV at 7 p.m., onto news on demand where people are using tablets, uh, mobile, and they're watching more via the Internet pipeline rather than uh, watching terrestrial or satellite television uh, at home. So that creates a slight problem in that even though we want to catch up with the international, uh, the climate is changing in that, during that process. So Africa has always been ready. The news... Uh, in Africa could not have been better. The continent is rising in terms of its own confidence from the colonial era. I know that there is an economic slump at the moment, but overall, if you look at the history of the African continent, uh, this is a good time to tell the African story by Africans on the ground, as we do uh, in the BBC, because we use, by and large, uh, locally-based journalists uh, including international ones, to tell the African story. Okay, now the point that, that Lionel Skinger brought up, which I think is really interesting, is, is one thing is, is, is what the BBC does, uh, but, but the other is absolute ownership. And, and in the short term, in the absence of, of African uh, global bro- you know, bro- broadcasters emerging from Africa, the, the spaces are certainly being taken by, by the BBCs and the Al Jazeera's and the CNNs who all have uh, an African presence or an Africa report uh, that, that sort of emerges. Do, do you see that as, as a contradiction or at this point in time, Milton, the, the only way to go for now? No. In fact, anybody can go now. I mean, you know very well that uh, your own channel, SAPC News, is now seen not just in South Africa but across the continent. Mm-hmm. And there are many other new players, uh, A24 Media from Kenya. Um, there is uh, Nigeria has got many channels. Uh, I know there's Arise, which um, has been coming onto the market in the last couple of years. So there are many players that are coming onto the scene. You don't have to leave it to the internationals alone. But if internationals like the BBC are playing a much a sharper role by bringing in local talent onto, you know, we're no longer doing the parachute reporting, uh, men fly in from London in a khaki pants and blue shirt mm-hmm. and telling you what's going on uh, on the ground. Now we have Africans telling you about fees must fall 
and they live the story, not only telling you the story, but they are telling you the story that they are mm. themselves uh, witnessing. They, 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 they eat the dust with the students when the tear gas and the sun grenades go off at the union buildings, and they cover the marches, and they do analysis. So that is the competition for Africans, because uh, the internationals have changed their game plan. They can see that this is, this is the youngest continent now on the planet, and you want to catch the young ones very early onto your own news demand uh, pipeline. So mm. this is, is, is a very important time for Africa to come onto that space. There's always enough room uh, for African channels mm-hmm. to uh, cover Africa mm. themselves. All right. Wait for Al Jazeera well, or CNN or BBC. Okay, it's, it's, it's an interesting point. L- L- Lionel's kink, of course, is, uh, well, normally has been based in Nigeria for the last few years, but uh, I understand back in South Africa as the South African uh, Bureau head for GoCell Communications, which is the dominant broadcast, I understand, in, in Nigeria. L- Lionel, let, let's keep us up from your point of view. When we're talking mm. about is Africa you know, ready uh, to become a global news leader, are we talking of, of Af- African competence, meaning you know, broadcasters, presenters, uh, producers, uh, in, in terms of uh, handling and hosting shows and covering great documentaries? Are we talking of that, or are we saying nothing can happen without actually ownership changing. Now, I understand that that's the case, and the point made about the SABC is, is an interesting point, but still, none of them, are, none, none of the African broadcasters are in a position where they are effectively marketing outside the African continent in, a, in, a, in an impactful way. Your thoughts? Well, yeah, well, you know, Milton has made really good points there, and, uh, you know, we have to give uh, the, you know, the BBC due where, you know, uh, credit works too. They have a massive network. They have a, a brand that uh, that is as old as hills. I mean, everybody knows of the BBC. But now to get to your to your question, Ashraf, um, is Africa ready? And the point here is not about whether Africa is ready, whether Africa has the skills, because Africa do have the skills. Many Africans have worked for the BBC, like Milton. Many Africans have worked for the CNNs of this world and various other very big big uh, brand uh, news brands. And, uh, the, you know, there's a need for people to want to start coming back home. And that's the vision of GoTa at the moment. We have professionals from, from East Africa, Southern Africa, North Africa, West Africa, and other parts of the continent that have, that have made a name for themselves in their own uh, uh, careers and are now coming back home and they have this pan-African view. And, of course, moving, uh, moving very closely and working very closely with the Nigerian journalists and Nigerian expertise that are on the ground. I think when it comes to the 24-hour news network, we need to take, we need to, we need to look at it a bite size at a time. You know, gone are the days where one channel will be able to be beamed right across the, 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 the you know, the, the, the continent and everybody's uh, eyes are going to be glued to that one television as if they're watching the World Cup final mm, uh, soccer. Mm, no. Mm, mm. Nowadays, uh, nowadays there's, there's, there's various platforms. People don't want to watch the news when you tell them to watch the news. They want to watch the news when they want to watch the news. And that is why GoTel's strategy is to employ some of the best engineers and in fact, GoTel.com is already live, and this is a, a mobile handheld device. These are these are these, this is news that is actually a, a purpose for mobile and handheld devices, not just your your your, your laptop or your, or your or your PC. People that are on the move. Africa's next middle class is on the move. They are moving. 
they are, they are, they are upwardly mobile and they want to consume news and information and content on the mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And that, and that forms a very, very important cornerstone of our strategy go, uh, going forward. Of okay. course, we have the traditional, we have the traditional terrestrial as well as the uh, uh, satellite and other forms of, of, of taking our signal to the rest of the continent, but we concentrate on our own core audience, which is in the northeast of Nigeria. Okay. And they have a great story to tell and uh, there's nothing better than people hearing stories being told by their own people. Themselves. Well, absolutely right. Some comments, sir. Some Kelo tweeting saying your guests are articulating their views about this matter, but African media isn't united. If you are tweeting, use that, use that hashtag media show. There's another one from Peter in Santon saying we can't, we can't become African news, uh, it says news readers, I think it's probably meant news leaders, of course, uh, because of white citizens in Africa supporting the West. You need to explain what you mean by that, Peter. Some specific uh, explanation is necessary. 0891-104-207. As you've just tuned in, Milton, of course, he's with me, who's the, uh, the bureau head for the BBC in South Africa. Lionel Skink is the South African bureau head for Go Child Communications, which is a Nigerian-based uh, broadcaster. Your thoughts matter. 0891-104-207. Milton, let's then talk about this. So, so as it stands right now, is the issue a, a, a lack of quality? Is the issue the, the an insufficient stories? And as I say that, I know what the answer to that is clearly. Or is the issue financial clout to, to set up an infrastructure from, with, from, from Africa that then is able to challenge, including even the BBCs of the world? Very correct, Ashraf. The uh, financial muscle to back up uh, a Pan African uh, 24 News channel is a big issue because you need a lot of uh, money to support the infrastructure. But as I said earlier, the internet has changed the calculus. Mm, mm. Uh, this, for me, is a bit like how Africa has leapfrogged the West when it comes to telephony. Because uh, in New York, as I recall many years ago, they used to have more telephones uh, than the rest of the African continent. But now we are on mobile because uh, the technology has moved on. We don't have to dig the ground and lay uh, cables to have uh, phone lines coming into each household in Soweto or Kukuletu uh, or Kibera in Kenya and elsewhere around the continent, we just go straight to mobile. So Mm. the same applies with television. Uh, If you want to create another CNN, another Al Jazeera, another BBC, you have to do it within the framework of the 21st century um, capabilities and not go uh, right to the back of the queue and start the way all the others started. Everyone is trying to change now. I mean, for, for, for example... Uh, in our case, we see a lot of traffic on mobile. We're having millions of pages uh, viewed on, on mobile uh, on the BBC News website. And um, that is where the traffic is moving. So if you want to start a channel and you want to go back to uh, dig the road and put on an aerial, then you are missing the point. All right, I'll look at some other comments and, and, and some people are SMSing. Please do so, 34701, 34701. As, as it stands, Lionel, you, know, you, you made some points, I understand, even uh, as part of the panel at, uh, at, at DISCOP, in terms of some of the specific challenges um, that, mm. that, that, that mm. an African broadcaster uh, faces. I mean, just, just talk me through that. Yeah, 
Mm. You know, uh, uh, John Chairman, uh, the uh, CEO of GoTel, gave a keynote address at the Discord 2015, and he talked about a number of issues. And, the, uh, and, 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 and part of his speech was to look at the challenges specifically faced by anybody trying to do what we are doing, what, you know, in the northeast of Nigeria or in, in Africa in general. John has worked in Kenya, has worked in Johannesburg, has worked in Paris, London. I mean, he's a seasoned journalist and uh, was a writer's uh, head in, in, in this part of the country not too long ago. So, the, the reality is there are challenges. And the one challenge that one cannot even try to run away from is energy. Uh, if you look at a country like Nigeria, it has improved ever since uh, um, President Mohamed Buhari has been at the helm uh, with, with the number of uh, uh, hours of, uh, you know, uh, NEPA, which is your, your ESCOM in Nigeria. Uh, uh, most Nigerians are off the grid. I mean, they are on the grid, but they, you know, they rely on, on, on the generators and the fuel. If you look at the National Television Authority, which is the SABC of um, they have satellite stations all over the country in 36 states. And uh, many of those uh, broadcast centers only go online for two, three hours at a time because, you know, diesel is very expensive to keep them running 24 hours. Gotel Communications in the northeast of Nigeria is a 24-hour operation. Uh, we are quite unique in that respect, in, 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 you know, in the Nigerian uh, space because most Nigerian broadcasters will not be able to uh, go 24 hours because they simply cannot afford the diesel to keep running, you know, the, the, the engines all the time. Mm. So energy is a big problem, right? And another one is the skill set uh, and, 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 and facilities that you find on the ground. Now, many of us are used of, you know, for example, um, a news uh, a news a news software a newsroom software like EMTS you know by the very big companies around the world and now when you go to a territory like uh, you know in, in Africa you know, you need to learn to adapt to what's on the ground while you are introducing new technology and new ways of the new systems so it's the ability to do that and 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 obviously very importantly uh, to to give training to the local uh, you know locally based journalists and, uh, and 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 producers and and television cameramen and everybody else in the part of the you know you know of the of, of the, the, the food chain of creating television, uh, a transfer of skills so that we are all, you know, we get to that level that we want to be, which is international standard. And when mm. we start telling the stories, Ashraf, it doesn't really matter if you're coming live from a very, very good, uh, well-equipped newsroom in Johannesburg or coming live from somewhere in Yola, but if the quality is the same, people don't really care because they, they just want to consume that news. Which well, is relevant well, absolutely. To them. Which gets me thinking about the importance of the brand. I mean, the BBC, Milton, has obviously been a preeminent broadcaster. I mean, many of us have been heavily influenced by uh, not just what's come through the BBC over the years, but in terms of the quality as well. I certainly would, would, would testify to that. Having said that, right, the, the point you made right now uh, earlier on about the fact that, you know, people are now able to access news on devices um, as opposed to just TV. So you'd actually have TV companies, global companies, who are now producing content not just for a TV set any longer, but specifically understanding that people will consume it, you know, via, via, yeah, via smartphones and, and laptops and, 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 and tablets, etc. Right. With, with that in mind, right, do you find, therefore, that there would be less allegiance to a brand uh, in terms of I watch the Beeb versus I watch anything because it will be delivered on, on, onto my laptop or onto my, onto my tablet. So it doesn't really matter. That means there's really no concern for the brand. It's all about the content on that day. Milton? Yeah, I think you are right. But, um, you know, last week, um, this is a very relevant uh, uh, question, uh, Ashraf. Uh, last week I picked up an award for the BBC for being the most admired brand in Africa in the 2015 uh, Brand Africa Top 100 uh, Brand Awards. Okay, and, right. Uh, mm. 
people people are still following uh, the brand, even if they pick it up on their tablets or, or, or phones. We see uh, a huge surge in video on, on on mobile. The problem is bandwidth, and people have to pay uh, a lot of money for data. So they, uh, the videos are shrinking, which is a shame, because we would love to tell stories uh, within their broadest context. But if you want to do that, then you need more time. If you need more time, then it means you are chowing a lot more bandwidth. Mm. And uh, if you are sitting in a matatu or in a minibus taxi driving between um, Tanzania uh, and uh, PE, uh, you want to be watching a video on the news, streaming on your phone. You don't want it to uh, uh, consume all your data because you still want to do other things on mobile. But it's also very important, what Lionel was talking about, that it's important to have credible journalists on the ground. Uh, some people tell me that they get their news from Google, but I, mm, I don't mm, remember... Mm. Uh, being a journalist, being hired at Google. So someone <laughs> has to tell you the story from where they are, and then you have to pick it up. So the brand is very important. The stories that you get on the Internet come from somewhere. There's someone on the ground uh, choking on tear gas, sending that report to their base, and then it goes uh, across uh, the planet. So that is uh, important. Another thing, you, um, Alana was talking about energy. I wanted to talk mm. about languages. We are broadcasting okay. in eight languages in Africa. So if you want to come in, um, we are broadcasting in French, Swahili, Hausa, Somali, Kenya, Rwanda, Kirundi, Arabic, and English. We are in 48 countries. We have over 150 journalists across the continent. Now, if you want to compete with that, you need a lot of resources. And that's where you need a huge financial uh, uh, Okay, the question and therefore is... That uh, there are many business people here in Africa who are keen to do that, and they should start putting their money where they are. Well, the question there. is, let's find out if anybody is doing just that. Quick call, however. Yeah. Sig, go ahead. Hi. Uh, uh, hello, Ashraf. Yep. Ashraf, uh, uh, the Internet has democratized the world. And, 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 and its, its accessibility, uh, as long as it remains accessible, uh, uh, will uh, tell the truth. The truth will dominate because people won't be bluffed by an Africanized propaganda service, whether it's run by Claudi Motsuneng or by Julius Malema. They won't believe uh, uh, their propaganda. But, but I mean, Sig, the same principle, but, but Sig, as opposed to content, the same principle can be applied to just about anybody, BBC, CNN, uh, Fox, it really doesn't matter. What, I, what I'm talking about right now is the ability of, of our continent to, to emerge, to produce a credible global player. Can we do that? What are your thoughts mm. on that? Well, of course you, you can. You know, Ashraf... Uh, yeah, okay, go, go ahead. Hi, I want to come in here about the right. internet, then you call her talking about the internet as democratized. Okay, everything. but let, let, me just, let me just finish with Sig. One second. Lionel, just hold on one okay, second. Okay, cool. Sig, okay, All so right. your thoughts, can, can that happen? Sig, your yes. thoughts. Yes, it can happen, but it'll take uh, a serious effort, and, and, and not when you come from false premises like so-called Africanization. That isn't the truth. That is, that is a, de a departure from the truth. The truth okay. stands beyond uh, 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 parochialism okay, and, and, and nationalism mm. and, 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 and Julius Malemalism. Okay, and, and got that. You, you've, you've, made, you've made your point. Now, you also bring up all the yeah. other things here. Uh, I think the, the issue... Okay, Lionel, go ahead. Just respond. Okay, cool. First of all, you know, 
you know, we've had we've had Eurocentrism for hundreds of years on mm. our televisions, newspapers, and and and, and education. Uh, when somebody says that we want African a viewpoint of something, then people cry foul. That's just a shot fired in that direction. But when it comes to the internet, right? When it comes to the internet and how so-called uh, allegedly democratizes the uh, you know the 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 the, the, the discourse. Yeah. How many times have you and I, as journalists, have come up so sensational with pictures and video that were taken from another era and then passed off as something that happened today? When I returned to Nigeria in April, there were a lot of there was a lot of concern uh, by Nigerians thinking that if they get off in South Africa, they are going to be attacked by you know South Africans because of xenophobia. And the, the reason for this was social media, so-called democratizing the the, the, the social, uh, you know the, the discourse. And uh, irresponsible, evil, and uh, I think the mysterious people putting videos from different territories that had nothing to do with xenophobia mm. and passing it, passing it off as xenophobic attacks. And then our job as journalists, and Milton will also bear me out, is to tell the truth like we see it and not allow for sensationalization. And that's what happens if you allow the Internet to just go wild. And uh, I can tell you about a story that happened in Daga. Okay, very, very quickly. In the yeah. northeast of Nigeria, yes. Yeah, well, not East Nigeria. They basically said that there were, you know, there were thousands of people lying on, uh, uh, lying on top of each other. Boko Haram had killed them all. Mm. And I was in South Africa at the time, and I said, look, uh, according to the, uh, you know, the, the, the news coming from our journalists on the ground in Borno State, there's only a couple of hundred of people that were killed by this particular attack. But then later on, it so happened, and and and, and you know, it, it 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 became evident that it was social media pictures that basically gave the impression that thousands of people were raised to the ground at one go, uh, you know, in, in some sort of massacre. So our our responsibility is to tell the African story, but to do so with journalistic principles that are, are based on truth, and 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 always uh, checking a story before you you go live with it, checking your sources and everything. You know, the the, the basics. Uh, before the story becomes uh, out there and becomes viral, because viral is another word for sometimes unreliable. Viral is another word for unreliable. Coming from a journalist, I've, I, I've made a note of it. In fact, you can tweet that line. I'll happy, happily retweet it. Milton, let's wrap up then by, by asking this question. So we ask the question, you know, should it happen? And, and now the question is, will it happen? And, and how will it happen? That means, how will, we, how will Africa uh, be the catalyst to, to emerge as, as a global media player? Can, will it happen? Yeah, I think I think it will happen. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Africa will emerge with a credible uh, news channel that will cover the continent. But remember, uh, Ashraf, you need to have people on the ground. Uh, I remember on Twitter, Mr. Mandela died many times, even before he actually passed. <laughs> so that's why I encourage everyone not to believe everything they read on the Internet. You must go mm. to bbcnews.com. You'll find reliable information, verified, soft, and responsible coverage of the African continent. We're covering business. We're covering culture, food. We are everywhere across the continent. Okay, and got we're that. telling the story as is. Thank you. Lionel, mm. your, your answer to that same yes. question, will it happen? Yes. I mean, I think Milton has been given an opportunity to punch his brand. I think I should do the same. Gotel.com. GoTel is a Fulani word that means number one. It's not uh, telecommunications. GoTel is a Fulani word that means number one. And uh, you'll be able to find stories that you, find, that you won't find in any other territory. 
stories that are very, very uh, interesting. We've got human interest stories, and of course, our basic uh, uh, international and other stories that you find anywhere else, like BBC. But you find a story that has not been told, and that's the story of the north part, of the northern part of Nigeria. And uh, recently, one of our colleagues, Michael Lee, was uh, at Discord where he won second prize for his documentary that he did, where he was uh, showcasing the you know traditional hunters that went into the bush with their rifles and defeated the Boko Haram. Those are the real defenders of Nigeria. So that kind of that kind of content you'll find on the website and of course uh will be coming soon to a television, tablet or uh phone near you. Okay, got that. Thanks uh, both of you. Appreciate your input. And it still leaves that very important question. Can we get to a situation now where from this continent will emerge a, a global media player, whether it's Gotel or the BBC or the SABC or whoever? Uh, I'd love to know when will it happen, how will it happen, how soon, and what impact will it finally make. So Lionel Skink is the South African Bureau Head for Gotel Communication and Milton Corsi is the uh, Bureau Head for the BBC News World Service here in South Africa, of course. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Lots more to come. There's some SMSs. In fact, um, Ashraf Africa doesn't have a hope to compete with the BBC, CNN. No way it comes from Mosa in uh, Maseru. Uh, journalists are abusing the freedom of speech that was achieved through sweat and blood. That's why there will always be trouble. That's very interesting. Uh, okay, right. We're going to talk about the brand Africa Index right after this.